Thanks for pressing play. There is a fundamental tectonic change happening in the way work gets done. White collar knowledge work, to be specific. And this new way, this new technology is creating a new category of worker beyond what has been the sort of top of the pyramid, if you will, of most valued workers, that is to say knowledge workers. Um, There's a new layer above the knowledge worker emerging called the creator capitalist. Someone who gets paid not simply to apply knowledge, but to create it. And that's because the value of existing knowledge is dropping exponentially every day with the emergence of AI. So we believe that it's the people who are going to be able to create new knowledge, that is to say, create new capital, things of value, are the ones that are going to be the most successful. Today, let's talk about how this is already becoming a radically different future right in front of our eyes, powered by ChatGPT. And right now, ChatGPT is um, obviously a product, the category most people refer to it as generative AI. I propose a different way to think about it, which is if Google is search, then chat GPT is answer. And if you start using it in lieu of search or uh, exchange of search, there's an interesting thing that happens. You start to get irritated with search when you get used to answer. Now, uh, today, let's talk specifically about how this is going to change marketing and and, uh, content creation and yes, code, software code development. You're listening to Lockhead on Marketing. We are the oddcast for entrepreneurs, marketing executives, and category designers with a different mind. Now, as Joy Ramone said, hey ho, let's go. This is Lockhead on Marketing, the podcast that helps you develop the lens for what makes legendary marketing legendary. Hosted by Christopher Lockhead, three-time CMO, godfather of category design, and a high school dropout, who the Marketing Journal calls one of the best minds in marketing, and The Economist calls off-putting to some. Okay, so um, I've been on ChatGPT since December and uh, playing with it for a lot of things. First, as a user in replacement for or in addition to Google. But then I had the same aha that hundreds of thousands and now hundreds of millions of people have had. Right now, uh, all uh, all the numbers suggest that ChatGPT is the fastest growing application or website in the history of humanity by quite a lot. And so um, as you start playing with it, you say, okay, well, what what can we do with this thing? So from a writing perspective, what's happening right now? Well, I have entrepreneur friends who are writing their um, newsletters and uh, blog posts with it. I know one who in early January had ChatGPT write him a sort of summary of the year in his category kind of thought leadership piece and the interesting thing is he's in a pretty super micro niche thing. And uh, he said it did a pretty good job, maybe 70 or 80%. And then he modified it from there and boom. Guess what he didn't do? He didn't have somebody in content marketing do that for him. And so 
people are starting to write with ChatGPT, and you can use it for a first draft like my friend did. You can also use it as an editor. So let's say you write the first draft, you can dump it into ChatGPT, and this is where your skills as a, are you ready for this? Prompt engineer come in. That is to say, the way you ask ChatGPT to do something changes in a pretty big way, or at least it can, um, what it does. So for example, you could take a um, first draft that you had written, drop it into ChatGPT and say, how would you improve this? And that's a fairly open-ended question. And based on my experience, it would check for grammar and spelling and all those sorts of things. And it might add some clarity and, and so forth and so on. So essentially a, a lightish kind of an edit. Now you might ask, how could you make this more engaging? How could you make this shorter? How could you turn this into a tweet? How could you turn this into a viral tweet written in Tom Waits's voice? And so you can start to get fairly specific with what you ask it to do. And so as you do that, you're using ChatGPT as an interesting hybrid of editor and collaborator. And the more you sort of uh, try different questions or you make different asks of ChatGPT, you're improving your own prompt engineering skills. You can even do things like take a piece of content from somebody else that you like, drop it into ChatGPT and say, using this approach or using this format, write me something interesting about category X. And so um, you can also use other people's work as a template for how to create your own work. And so my point is, I'm in the very early parts of playing with this thing. And I've talked to a lot of other people who are and a lot of other people are doing incredibly innovative things. But here's what I know. Anybody in the content creation business, whether you're marketing content or you're a creator, the whole thing has radically changed because now you have a complete new AI partner in ChatGPT. It turns out virtually everything I just said about writing content is also true for writing code. And here's the aha. We are rapidly moving to a native digital world where the traditional cost and time barriers to creating content and code are going to as close to zero as possible. Wrap your mind around that. We are moving to a native digital world where the cost and time barriers to creating both content and code are getting as close to zero as possible. Let me tell you a story on the, on the uh, engineering side. I just had a conversation with a co-founder of a, a sort of smaller size startup. And they have approximately 13 engineers. And here's what she told me. For the last several months, their engineers have been using ChatGPT uh, as a collaborator. So they'll literally either ask it to write a first draft of code and then try it and go back and forth. So starting with ChatGPT, just like you would with creating content, or 
taking some code and editing it and then building from there. So this, uh, this startup has had engineers now um, doing this for several months already. And it's not unusual. There are many forward-leading engineers um, in Silicon Valley and beyond, of course, everywhere in the world who have started to do this. But here's what I do know. As a percentage, it's still very small. And as a startup, if you have a startup with 13 engineers who've been doing this already for several months and they continue to perfect how to become prompt engineers for building software, um, those 13 engineers might be as productive as 1,300 engineers in the next quarter or two. And now, look, I might be wrong. And you might think this is, whether it's on the content side or the coding side, an exaggeration. And maybe it is. But I think playing that it is would be a very dumb idea because we're already starting to see exponential things happen in the content and in the coding world. And when we are in a world where the cost and time barriers to creating content and code are as close to zero as possible, it will have a huge impact. If you're in marketing, for marketing people, marketing's under a lot of pressure right now to cut costs because of the uncertain economic environment we're in. And so I'm already seeing both people and vendors that are in the marketing content creation space losing their jobs, getting downsized out. That's point A. Point B is I think if you're in marketing or in engineering and you're not embracing this technology and playing with it and using it as a collaborator and figuring out your own use cases for it. I mean, I find the more creative I am with it, the more interesting things it can do. Uh, and so here's the weird thing. This prompt engineer thing, the reality is there's a lot of creativity to, in doing this. And then here's the other thing it's done for me as a, as a writer. And I don't know if I'm different because I'm dyslexic, but when I write things on my own now, because I've learned to expand my skill set as a writer through chat GPT, my writing on my own is hugely improved. And so I wonder if that's, I'd be curious. I haven't asked an engineer that yet. Is the way they write code different now? I bet it is. Anyway, I'm sort of thinking this through in real time with you. The bottom line is this is a um, discontinuous exponential breakthrough. And I'm just leaving it in these two domains right now. It's going to be in many others, of course. Uh, breakthrough that will spin up new categories of how we create content and code and the technologies that we use to do that. So here's the bottom line. Um, I think this could have a very powerful positive effect for the marketers and developers, software engineers who embrace this technology. It is here. It's not going to slow down. I know there's been, there have been some high, pro, high profile people in the technology world uh, who are publicly out there saying, please slow down. That's not going to happen. I think we have to have good governance and I think we have to be very thoughtful uh, because clearly something this powerful, anything powerful can be, be used for good and evil. 
And that's, um, this is no different. I think it does behoove us to understand that it's happening at a speed that we've never seen before. So that part is radically different. I think we need to be paying attention to the governance of AI. Regardless, from your personal career perspective, what I would share with you is that AI is driving never seen before innovation cycles. And the more you learn and your colleagues learn, the more you'll create both your own sort of skill set flywheel, if you will. That is to say, you get on this very high learning curve with this stuff. And as you continue to play with it, that learning curve goes up and moves around. And But you can, we've described it in Category Pirates as having um, thinkers high. When you're collaborating with the thing, and, and it, it, it is a kind of thinkers high. The bottom line is, I think the thing makes you smarter. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, but then from a data and technology perspective, um, as you're using this technology inside your company or inside, even if you have a one-person business, you'll be creating a new flywheel of intellectual capital. And you'll also be creating net new data. And there's probably value in that data. And so as you're using AI, you're also, not only are you creating new intellectual capital, being a creator capitalist, but you're also creating data stores. And you're doing this at the exact moment in history that AI is materially increasing the value of what is now being described as training data for the AI. That is to say, the AI is only as good as the data it has, if you will, underneath it. And so people with valuable stores of data that if AI, if you will, sat on top of it, would be able to deliver powerful answer, um, all of a sudden the value of that data is going up uh, pretty exponentially. What I'm saying to you is, as you embrace this in your uh, business, you'll be creating net new data as well that may become valuable training data. And so you can imagine a virtuous circle here. Anyway, in closing, now is a bad time to not be paying attention to this. The future of the native digital world just showed up big time. Uh, One of my heroes is author uh, Michael Gerber. He wrote The E-Myth and The PowerPoint and many other legendary things. And he once said, in business, you're either the lawn or the lawn mower. Well, I'm here to tell you, on this, don't be the lawn. And more importantly, I think we should assume this platform shift is as big as the internet or maybe bigger. And I'm here to tell you, I was around then. This feels like it did then, but different, bigger different. So for now, ChatGPT is the proxy for AI. That is to say, it's the category king. We we may want to get into discussions later about will it or won't it stay the category king, but we'll leave that for the moment. It's the proxy for AI and it's a proxy for the future. Um, The technologies and the vendors may change, but right now it's ChatGPT category king of what people are calling generative AI, aka answer. So net net. Hey ho, let's go get on chat GPT and learn how to create and code. All right. We would like to thank you. Thank you so much for your time and attention. 
It means the world to all of us here. Our friends at Atranet have been building legendary B2B websites in Silicon Valley for over 20 years. If you're in Silicon Valley and you need a new website, check out atre.net. That's atre.net. And if you're in Australia, my friends at rapidmedia.com.au do legendary marketing down there. And they have built a technology system that allows for a level of precision in uh, marketing effectiveness uh, that I've never seen before. Check out rapidmedia.com.au if you want to materially increase the ROI on your marketing. Um, Go to categorypirates.com. And sign up for the new Category Design Beginner Accelerator course. You can learn the basics on us for free, gratuit, at CategoryPirates.com. My friends at Malibu Milk, uh, they're the category queens of uh, whole flax, whole plant, (laughs) whole plant flax milk. You got to learn to talk if you're going to have a podcast. And uh, there's many great things about Malibu milk. First of all, it tastes awesome. It goes incredibly in smoothies. It's a great replacement for almond milk, uh, which is not so good for the environment, and uh, oat milk, which is not so good for you. And Malibu milk is the first milk company created by a mom. Check out Malibu milk with a Y.com. That's Malibu, M-Y-L-K.com. This oddcast is a sole property of the Lockhead Oddcast Network, and it goes very well with libations. Uh, please don't forget to tip your waitstaff on the way out. And if you like it enough to listen, why not share this oddcast with your whole team? And we deeply appreciate your social media shares. Word of mouth, WOM, is, was, and always will be the greatest form of marketing. So we always appreciate your WOM. Today's information is provided to you solely for informational purposes. Please consult your lawyer, doctor, shaman, mystic, bartender, yoga instructor, and of course, category designer before acting on anything you heard today. Remember, the left lane is the passing lane. Please, for the love of God, for the love of anybody you love, get out of the passing lane. Some of us are going somewhere. If uh, you think the dialogues matter, check out uh, Christopher Lockett, Follow Your Different. Leading Business Dialogue Oddcast. Follow your different. We are produced and edited by the GOAT, Jason DeFilippo. Check out his podcast, Grumpy Old Geeks. Sarah Knox and Jamie J do legendary technical execution and they build Lockhead.com. Show notes by GM Simon, the Bobus Brothers, RJ and EX do our web development, and Cedric Piros does our graphic and web design. Our law firm is Weed and Jack, and our accounts are three balance sheets to the wind. We record on Squadcast.fm, and we uh, use Dolby ADHD technology. Uh, Eddie Van Halen was right. Never turn your back on the ocean. Don't forget to study category design. Listen to Katie Lang. Thank you, Candy Dandy. Love you, Mom and Dad, and hey, Colin. This oddcast really ties the room together, doesn't it? Today, our deepest apologies go out to uh, Andrew Tate. Sorry, Tate. We just ran out of time for you. That's it, my friends. Uh, Please stay safe, stay legendary, and until we're together again, follow your different.